G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Probably landed the dream job for a lot of people. The dream job. He used to work for golf in New Zealand, yep. uh, George Harper Jr. Now, mm. uh, explain to me what he does for a job. Was a TV presenter uh, for the RNA. So basically follows the European tour around everywhere, gets to interview the players, gets to hang out with the players, does like mid-round interviews. Um, see if you search him up, search up RNA as well and go to videos, you'll see him walking holes with like Kevin Nair and having a yarn about how they see the golf game and stuff like that. So just really interesting stuff. Just such a cool job to be a part of. Yeah, and uh, George uh, is with us now, I think, uh, no, no, he's not yet. Are they still exchanging still- recipes again with, Jay- <laughs> with Jacob? Well, we... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. We lost him yesterday. He was going through the hills. I, I met. I think he was returning to, uh, or move, leaving from the mount. He left yeah. the test early. I think he was been at the at the test all week. So saw the writing on the saw wall. the writing on the wall and left nice and early. Yeah, yeah. You made the right call, I think, uh, there, George, mate. Because uh, yes, you went downhill after you left. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> Big week at the test match, boys. Uh, yeah, the, the heat of the Bay Oval was a, was an amazing cauldron. But, yeah, as I got off the flight and checked my phone, uh, things went downhill. So, look, I don't want to take too much credit. But, uh, no, it was um, it was interesting to watch the boys under a bit of pressure. So, full credit to, to Bangladesh. Oh, he's, he's ripped out a full credit early. That's good, yeah, that's good George. That's good, yeah. Uh, lovely. Uh, now, you, you spend a lot of time with people who play golf for a living. And I know that you, you're, a big, uh, you're a big cricket fan. Out of the New Zealand cricket team that you know that you've played with, who's the best golfer? Uh, you're bang on. You've done your research. I do play. A, I do watch a lot of golf. I do play a little bit. Um, and from what I've watched and from what I've heard from Black Caps camp, uh, Mitchell Santner would be one to watch. He's a bit of an ace, the left-hander. Mm. Silky smooth golf swing. Um, so he's very capable of, of going below par. He's, um, so he's one to beat. Um, and then Bolty, Bolty's obviously got the bug, so he's he's got quite a low handicap as well. And he's got the levers. Henry Nichols too. All the yeah, they're all they're all in love with golf. I think it's one of those sports where it's everyone's second favourite sport. So um, most most professional athletes love playing it. In their off time. I think last year's Players Association Golf Day, or might have been the year before, Mitchell Satner shot three under par. Wow. So, like, he's a, he's a proper golfer. A bit shaky with a putter. You can get in his head. But yeah. uh, once that putter's on, uh, he, he's decent. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to put it under a bit of pressure, George. That's, that's it. And, I mean, your job must be uh, a lot of lot of pressure in your job, mate. You're, you're talking to the world's best golfers. Um, I, I remember watching an interview that you had with Colin Morikawa uh, mid-Open Championship uh, after the second round where he took the lead. At that point, uh, when you're doing those interviews and you're watching these guys play and you're watching, watching them, build up for the week. Did you have an inkling that he was going to go on and win that Open Championship? Yeah, you have a feeling with with Morikawa. Uh, he's just a guy that you, we've got to get used to. I always thought, oh, you know, he's a young startup. He'll he'll be good, but then he'll fade away a bit. But he just keeps going. And, um, yeah, I guess those opportunities and those interviews are really cool during the rounds. And, 
um, you certainly got the inkling that he was just on. Um, even though it was his first open, you can just sense, sense his movements. And then in the last round, I'm a massive Louis Eustazian fan, but I just never, ever felt like he was he was going to beat Colin Morikawa, which is a bit of a shame um, because he's such a such a great journeyman. <laughs> when you but, said uh, uh, Morikawa yeah. there for a minute, I, I thought you were talking about, sounded like you are talking about some bloke from Tikawiti called Mori, who, you know, played at the local down there. Mor- oh, Morikawa from down the road. <laughs> oh, come on, oh, Mori. Yeah. <laughs> Good on, Mori. Uh, uh, look, hey, and I guess yeah. you've got such a sweet job. Um, you cruise around, you interview people, um, is there anyone you've come across in preparation that you look at them and go, look, that's unusual? Um, or, or they've told you stuff that they do to prepare for a round and you've gone, oh, that's a bit strange? Yeah, oh, oh definitely. I hard to think of an example. But, yeah, I do, I do have a pretty weird and wacky job where I find myself in bizarre situations around the world. And I'm very lucky, very lucky for it. Um, but I guess when you're on the driving range before – Every round, whether it be a major or a PJ Tour event or whatever, there's always some seriously weird stuff going on. Padre Carrington's probably the number one if that comes to mind when I think of weird stuff. He has all these drills, and you just have absolutely no clue what he's doing or how it's helping his game. Uh, it's almost like he's doing trick shots, but he's deadly serious. Um, but what I enjoy is seeing a lot of them hit driver off the deck in their practice. They all just oh really? I think that I don't I don't really know what that helps it with. I guess just ball striking and height of your um, club face and whatnot. But they just pump it off the deck, and, and they all do that. Quite fun to watch. Quite a few of them do, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, uh, Lydia, Lydia Co. Jeez, oh, I was just about to. I was just in my head. I was thinking Ryan Fox, seeing Ryan Fox wind up and, and try hit driver off the deck. Uh, that's going to be aggressive. Uh, <laughs> so oh, I guess we touch on Ryan Fox. Yeah. He had his stop start season with COVID um, last year. Uh, surely this year he's going to be in a better better headspace to be able to deal with that kind of stuff. Have you got high hopes for Ryan Fox this year? I certainly do, and I always do. Like as you mentioned, COVID. COVID's been horrible for everyone, but it's been really, I guess, uniquely horrible for, for professional sports and especially golf. So, Foxy's been all over the show, but not at the right times or not where he wants to be. And it's been hard to get home. He's had a new kid, um, so he's a dad now. Everything's just been a little bit tougher for Foxy. And um, as we saw at the end of the year, he was lucky enough to just hold on to his uh, DP World Tour card, his European Tour card, um, which is epic because that t- t- takes a lot of pressure off someone like Fox. And now in 2022, he can play with some freedom. He's got four events coming up in Dubai, which um, he'll leave for very soon. Um, and I just feel like he'll have a bit of weight off his shoulders and ready to bounce. So, yeah, I believe our boy Foxy can make a run and I have no doubt that he can claim another victory on this world stage because... He's the type of player that's got it in him. He's the type of player that can pull it out for four days out of absolutely nowhere. So he'll be just fine, I reckon, our boy. Great. That's good to hear. Like He was in such fine form the last couple of years, and even his scoring average last year was exceptional in the in the tournaments that he did play. Uh, I guess we've got to ask you the question, um, who are the best guys on tour uh, to, A, have a, have a beer and a punt with? <laughs> it's amazing, like, I guess, yeah, um, I guess I am mixing it, mixing it with with some of the best, and that that is probably the second most asked question that I get. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, oh, like um, you know, who's, oh, who are the good lads? The first asked question is who are the dickheads? Um, so <laughs> it's a 
it's um, it's amazing people's interest on on who's a good bloke and who's not. But I can I can certainly um, divulge into the fact that I I really enjoy the European time. I guess if you look at that the Ryder Cups, the the European boys are just good fun. Not only are they awesome at golf. So Shane Lowry's probably my number one man crush at the moment. Him and I uh, have enjoyed a couple of pints together recently in Dubai. Um, and as you can imagine, an Irishman, that would have been great. The Kiwi, <laughs> the Irishman and the Kiwi joins at the hit for a night in Dubai. Um, creates a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, him, Rory, Tommy Fleetwood's, Tommy Fleetwood's a lovely bloke as well. Um, so he yeah, prob- he's probably the answer for, for one of my other questions is who would you take home to meet the parents? Is it Tommy Fleetwood? <laughs> well, his, his hairdo's as close as we get to a female, so maybe maybe you're on to something there. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tommy, Tommy's a real sweetheart, so we, we love a bit of him. Um, but yeah, like, as I, like they're all really nice. There's, there's certainly a few Americans that could that could uh, that we could ask some questions about, but I, I won't dive too deeply into them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic, classic stuff. And Lydia Co, you've had, you've had, you've been very close with Lydia Co over the years. Obviously, done a lot of uh, work with her with uh, She Loves Golf back here in New Zealand. Um, it's great to see her return to the winners' circle. I think she claimed ten top tens um, as well as two seconds to uh, alongside that win. Uh, what do you put it down to? Just her return to form. Yeah, I guess. I guess for myself and for a lot of people at Golf New Zealand who uh, I used to work there obviously a few years ago uh, and everyone's looked after her for so many years since they got and we've got a big passion for her and her career and, and it's awesome to see it spiking once again. I always I always get quite protective over her when people say she's out of form and, and all this but realistically she just got off to such a hot start that it's almost near impossible to maintain that. Um, we saw that with like Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, especially. I think Rory's a really good comparison to to Lydia Ko. Um, but yeah, Lids is Lids is amazing. She's she's so happy at the moment. Um, she's a lot. I guess she's enjoying golf a lot more now that she's realised how difficult it is. She's she's like matured so much in the last few years, and she's got a new coach in Sean Foley, which which seems to be keeping her bubbly. And yeah, I think she's just worked out. What's what the basics are, what she used to be good at, and how to do it consistently. And yeah, every time she tees it up, um, I think New Zealand should be excited that she'll be in the running. So yeah, I, I think last year she obviously did so well, but she could have converted a couple more of those wins. So I think there's more in the tank in 2022. And yeah, definitely. And did did you enjoy her hula dance after the win in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, I might need a I might need a pass on. Uh, you know some some criticisms. Uh, you know some work ons in the part of the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, that's oh. always an awkward one. Eh? Oh, hey, it's like, hey, um, you've just won here's the trophy. Can you also dance for us, please? And it's like, what kind of media request is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that is a bizarre one. That is a bizarre one, George. Hey, uh, I just uh, quickly, mate, I uh, saw the other day that uh, somebody was putting a whole bunch of stats together on Tiger Woods, and they said that uh, he is third on the European uh, tour for most uh, tournament wins, yet he never played a full season on the European tour, which made me think, is, is the European tour harder to pick than the PGA Tour in the States, do you think? Is it, is it less dominated by one or two yeah. players? Uh, yeah, well, the European was also only 50 years old, so it's, I guess it's still um, relatively young. But, yeah, yeah, it's a funny one. The European tour provides, like, it's definitely got more of a global feel. Um, 
So, and and I guess if you look at the world rankings and stuff, the, the disparity between each player is probably um, a bit, I don't know how to word that almost, but there's not as many top 10 players in the world that play consistently on there. So that opens it up for that sort of, I guess, world number, you know, 50 to 200, that bracket. So they do have um, a lot of rotation in the winner's circle. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then, as you can imagine, when Tiger came back in the day, when Tiger was red hot Tiger, he would have come back and just been leaps and bounds above those players. But now, with with the way the, the European Tour, which is now the DP World Tour, has been in the last few years, it's got so much bigger, so much better. Uh, and hopefully, I'll be spending a lot of time on it um, this year, which is exciting.